Lifers, another day up right and above ground. Now what are we going to do with it? In today's episode, we're going to swing by the old Laws Laboratory, where we'll be focusing in on some of the basic elements of life, along with their subatomic particles. We'll see how the structure and substructure of the life cube's conceptual elements incorporate the very same principles as the material counterparts it was based upon. Dang, I'm starting to sound a bit like Mrs. Frizzle for shizzle, though. It never ceases to amaze me how you can take anything, no matter how massive or complex it may seem, and break it down into its finite, distinct components. That construct even holds true to the intangibles. What you may consider to be a huge problem or an intricate challenge usually has only a few moving pieces that make it all up. We tend to complicate matters way too much by making them out to be more than they actually are. If we just took the time to accurately assess the situation, we would see that most scenarios are like that of a Mexican restaurant menu. There appears to be approximately 7,000 different items on the menu, but in reality, it's simply different combinations of the same seven ingredients. Things don't have to be so complex and overwhelming all the time, folks. But in order to overcome this feeling, we're going to need to step back a moment and realize what is truly going on. Maybe even approach it from a slightly different angle. Otherwise, we'll just keep struggling, give up, or even worse, not even try. What did Einstein say the definition of insanity was? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? Well, all right, you fellow crazies. It's about time we change things up a bit. Break out of this loony bin and become the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. It's a long road ahead. Who's with me? The next stop on our virtual road trip is the chemistry department. So grab your lab coat and glove up. We don't need anybody getting burned. Now, I'm no lab tech. Well, at least not anymore. But I did independently run my own lab in Japan for three years and spent many a day staring down a microscope. Something I did notice along the way was just how differently things appear when you really take a closer look at their underlying structure. Every single thing on this planet is made up of the same basic materials. There are literally only 118 elements, 83 stable ones that make up everything. Living things only contain about 25 or so. Their arrangement into a certain order formulate compounds that can seem almost magical in nature. Think about this. If you took someone unfamiliar with modern technology, let's say a Sentinelese tribesman from the Andaman Islands that has been isolated for 55,000 years and had them witness a cell phone being constructed. It would appear as some kind of ritual alchemy. 
starting with miners extracting about 62 different elements from the four corners of the earth. Then our technical wizards of the day arrive and combine them in precise ratios at exact temperatures to formulate a device that is capable of visual and verbal communications with people on the other side of the planet. Wow. Now, if that ain't some modern day magic, I don't know what is. But as you can see, it still all starts with the same fundamental elements as everything else. If something is missing or out of balance or disproportion, it won't quite work the way it should. Life, it's the same way. There appears to be some basic elements and structures that, when combined properly, operates optimally. But too much or too little of something will throw the whole recipe off. Now, the good news is life on a conceptual level has even fewer moving pieces than that. Actually, it's fairly simple. And I believe that I have been able to boil it all down to just 16 basic elements. Would you like to know what they are? I guess you'll have to stick around and find out then. If I just gave them to you now, they would probably be as useful as a pile of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. It's how you put it all together that makes the sweet stuff. Yep, that's the chemical makeup of table sugar. Before we get there, though, we need to make a little detour to another location. We're going to need a bit stronger microscope for this segment. Let's dive down one more level deep before we resurface to start applying all this information. Next stop, the atomic level. Now don't worry, you're safe with me behind the wheel. I actually used to teach first responders how to drive rescue vehicles back in the day. Bet you might want to buckle up anyway. Yeah, it is crazy to think just how present patterns are from the highest 30,000-foot view all the way down to the teeny, tiniest, minute atom. But it just goes to show you that they are ever-present, and if you understand what they are, and better yet, how they operate, you can work with them instead of constantly swimming upstream. So let's take a quick look at the particles of an atom. We're not going to get into too much detail here, really. We're just going to home in on the three parts that make up every element. In the material world, if you're a material girl, or however it goes, these three parts are a positive proton, a neutral neutron, and a negative electron. These little suckers all work together to keep an element stable. If you're missing or have an excess of one or the others, the whole thing will be thrown off and it will not function as expected. See, the old Goldilocks principle even holds true here as well. So if you don't want to end up with an unstable ion or isotope on your hand, I would recommend making sure that they're all there. Otherwise, you could wind up with a Bruce Banner situation on your hand. <laughs> In order to demonstrate this effect, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and share one of the 16 elements with you now. This element is called control. 
With the right amount of it, you'll feel calm, cool, and collected, or should I say composed, while a deficiency causes various shades of anger. Think about it. Every single instance of anger you may have ever had, it's simply due to a loss of control. It may start off as a smidgen of frustration, like when people aren't listening to you, but if piled up or stewed upon, it will soon turn into full-blown anger, or even worse, a Hulk-sized rage. Hulk smash! Now, of all the superheroes, the one I unfortunately relate to the most is the Incredible Hulk. I know oh too well the familiar feeling of poor Dr. Banner. Trying his best to be logical about things, but once control is lost, the beast will emerge and there is no rationalizing with an irrational being. Throw in a pinch of excess power and destruction is inevitable. But that's a different element. It doesn't matter if it's road rage because others are not driving the way you want them to or even friends or family not letting you do what you want to do. It all goes back to the same place. That's why we use the term out of control when we see people in this state. It is literally the deficiency of control that makes this outward expression occur. On the other hand, if you have an excess of control, it will appear as the flip side of that coin. Arrogance. Those with too much control appear to have an air of superiority to those without it. While the deficient ones become angry at them because they think they know better. What a vicious cycle this creates. All from a simple disproportion issue. Now let's grab a microscope and take a little closer look at this element's key particles. The positive side of the nucleus that provides half the element's weight is preference. This is the aspect that is comprised of your choices and what you would like. It is required, along with the other half of its core, authority. You know, the ability to actually enforce it. You can see how unstable things can become when they're missing either one of these items. You can have all the authority in the world, but without preference, it doesn't really matter. Also, if you have an ass load of preference, but not the authority, the same holds true. You need both to stabilize the situation and actually have control. In addition, you will need that third piece to make it whole the one that repels things away. In this element, it happens to be competition. Now, competition can be useful in raising one's game, but if you do not remove it, you will not have control. To summarize, control is a necessary part of life. It's one of the required elements. However, it must contain not only your preferences, but also the authority, as well as the removal of competition in order to reap the full benefits. But be cautious. Too much or too little will leave you out of control, and it will have its negative implications. The most common reason for anger that I have seen firsthand in myself, as well as others, is trying to control things that we don't have the authority over. 
It could be anything from weather to other people. You probably have even witnessed it yourself. So, the next time you feel yourself starting to get angry, look for your precursors. Mine, it's my ears. They get red and hot. Become very familiar with this indicator. That way, in the future, when you feel it coming on, you still have a chance to stop the Hulk from emerging. If you can get there before the primal side takes over the logical, you can still talk yourself down. I cannot tell you how much this alone has changed my life. I used to be a very angry person for quite a bit of the time. I now have discovered and understand its origin. The fact is, I just wanted to control everything and everyone around me. How unrealistic and sad is that? Now, I focus on the things that matter and the stuff that I do have control over. Otherwise, I either accept the things I do not, or I work to gain the necessary authority to influence them. Either way, anger does not control me anymore. Of course, I still get mad from time to time, but I can quickly turn that around. In addition to the self-awareness exercise, you should try noticing when someone else appears angry. Remember, emotions are the human dashboard. Realize that it is simply a control issue, most likely one lacking authority. You may not be able to reason with them at this state, but empathy and understanding is a nice cool glass of water that can go a long way in helping to calm things down a bit. Get down to the real issue and throw that water on the fire, not the smoke. It may not be a one and done because habits do take a while to break or form, and this is one most people have probably had for a very long time. But keep at it, folks. Practice, 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 and you too can start to master control of your own life. Even if that control is simply understanding the situation and walking away. Controlling the things you have authority over, it's quite empowering. I will conclude today's excursion by whipping it on in the driveway here. If you're tired of struggling and not getting anywhere, fed up with all the maladies of the day, be it anger or anxiety, desperation, or even discontent, hang in there, my friend. This too shall pass. But only if you start doing something different and focus on the actual underlying cause. Drill down to the level necessary to discover its origin. There are patterns everywhere, and it is much wiser to work with them than to constantly fight them every inch of the way. If you don't want to spend half your life trying to figure it all out on your own, then stop reinventing the wheel and join me on my journey. When it's all said and done, you'll want to take it for a spin yourself and probably even ask your friends to ride along. Next week, we'll be putting all the pieces from each of the prior episodes together. This will give us the template that we need to begin our first trip around the block. Until then, don't get discouraged. Get excited. Your life is about to get squared away with the Life Cube. 
Thank you for listening to the Laws on Life podcast. If you found this information entertaining and empowering, mission accomplished. But now, maybe you can do a little something for me in return. We'd like to hear from you, so please leave a comment. Then, like and share our content with anyone and everyone you think may benefit. They can find us on their favorite podcast distributor, be it Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple, amongst others. Oh, and make sure you come back each week. A new episode will debut every Monday. But that's not all. I will also be releasing other special segments in different formats randomly throughout the week. This is Eddie Laws reminding you to laugh, learn, and live a little. Thank you.